All right. Well, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Or hey, guess what? It's 5:15. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to Coffee and Devotions, where we do the devotions and we skip the coffee because why? My wife is out of town and aren't you glad mom comes back home tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. I'm not been I have not been very consistent with uh my schedule with mom gone, have I? Nope. No. But if you drink coffee, then you definitely won't stick to the schedule. You'll Oh, yeah, that's why I'm not drinking coffee right now. I'd be up until like 3 o'clock in the morning. So that's not going to happen, but we will still get devotions done. We're at Genesis chapter 18. Genesis chapter 18. I still beat you to it. Oh, you're at Genesis 15. Let's go ahead and go a few more pages. I know, you weren't here. Two times. What's wrong with you, man? It's like you had school to do or something. All right, Genesis chapter 18. Uh, We're going to read to verse 15. Uh, good afternoon. <coughs> Welcome to Coffee and Devotions. This is where every day you and I, we get together. We don't have a little bit of coffee this evening. We get into God's Word and we grow in our love for the... And this year, 2023, Lord willing, we'll make it from... The book of Genesis to Leviticus. Genesis to Leviticus. Good stuff, man. All right, so we're at Genesis chapter 18. Here's what we'll do. I will read verses 1 through 9, and you can read 10 through 15. Does that sound good? Okay. All right. Then the Lord appeared. Oh, we need to pray. (laughs) Lord, thank you so much for this day and thank you for your word. Father, we pray that as we read your word, that it would be a blessing to us, that we would trust in your promises, know who you are, and that you would give us hope for our entire lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, you ready? Then the Lord appeared to him. Who do you think him is? Abram. Abraham. Good. So in the last chapter, he was renamed Abraham. So uh, then the Lord appeared to Abraham by the terebinth tree of Mamre as he was sitting in the tent door in the heat of the day. So he lifted his eyes and looked and behold, three men were standing by him. And when he saw them, he ran from the tent door to meet them and bowed himself to the ground and said, my Lord, If I have found favor in your sight, do not pass by your servant. Please, let a little water be brought, and wash your feet, and rest yourselves under the tree, and I will bring a morsel of bread that you may refresh your hearts. After that, you may pass by inasmuch as you have come to your servant. They said, Do as you have said. So Abraham hurried into the tent to Sarah and said, Quick, Quickly, make ready three measures of fine meal, knead it, and make cakes. And Abraham ran to the herd, took a tender and good calf, gave it to a young man, and he hastened to prepare it. So he took butter and milk and and the calf which he had prepared, and set it before them, and he stood by them under the tree as they ate. Then they said to him, Where is Sarah your wife? And he said to them, Here in the tent. You want to read 10 to 15? He said, I will solemnly return to you according to to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind them. Now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age. And Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I have grown old, shall I have pleasure, my Lord, being old also? 
And the Lord said to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child, since I am old? Is anything too hard for the Lord at the appointed time? I will return to you according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. But Sarah denied it, saying, I did not laugh, for she was afraid. And he said, No, but you did laugh. All right. So three questions we need to ask ourselves. A. What is this about? B. What's the best verse to summarize? And C. What are we called to do? You didn't even let me ask all the letters, man. Because I don't need. (laughs) Okay. So A. What is this about? What do you think this is about? Uh, Put it in your own words. Summarize it. Sarah laughed. Yeah. Why? Because God said, "Oh, you're gonna have." Uh, son, and she's like, no, I'm not having a son. No? Nope. That's right. So, uh, but first it starts off with Abraham, and what does he do? He goes, get, go, prepares a feast. King's name. That's right. He, he makes a feast for them, right? He sees them coming. Somehow he knows that this is the Lord, and so he says, whoa, 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 come, stop by my tent. And they say, all right. And so he he does all this stuff, and he reiterates a promise. Well, in the last chapter, chapter 17, God had given the sign of the covenant. Do you know what the sign of the... Oh, don't yawn. Those are contagious. Do you know what the sign of the covenant is? Yes. That God promised that Jesus would come. Well, no, no, no. The sign of the covenant given to Abraham. There was a... Oh, uh, that... That he... That Jesus would come soon. No, 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 no. It's It's an actual sacrament. Like we do baptism today, but in Genesis chapter 17, God gives circumcision. Uh, what? Yeah, and who's supposed to get circumcised? Everyone. All the boys, oh. right? All the boys, but there's a problem. Does Abraham have any kids? Nope. Nope. He's got Ishmael, but is Ishmael the kid of the covenant? Nope. Nope. And so uh, here, once again, the same question last do you know how how old abraham is at this point 99 99 years old no baby no son he's got you know ishmael that's it and so how's he gonna have a kid that's like being almost as old as mr mcdonald yeah mr mcdonald died at 99 years old you're right Mm mm-hmm so he, and so, uh, 99 years old, no baby. And here in Genesis chapter 18, now it's called a theophany. So God is appearing to them, right? And, and it's interesting. He makes a promise in verse 10. What does he say in verse 10? Say, your wife shall have a son. Yeah. Right, next time I come, by the time of life, meaning, right, by the time you get pregnant and have a baby, you're going to have a baby. And uh, Sarah, she's listening to all this from the tent door, and what does she do? (laughs) You're right, that's not happening, right? But she didn't actually laugh. Well, she did laugh. But in her heart, that's what I think is interesting. God, God knows the... Even the laughs and the anger of our heart, doesn't he? But I love what the Lord says in verse 13. Right? The Sarah laughs within herself in verse 12. Right? She's gone, she's grown old. She's not going to have a baby, she thinks. In verse 13, the Lord 
says to Abraham, what does he say? Why does she there laugh, saying, Shall I surely bear a child since I am old? And what is the Lord answer to that question? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? (laughs) I love that question. What does he ask? Is there anything too hard for the Lord? What do you think? No, maybe all plus he can have because Yeah. There's nothing too hard for the Lord. Well, I'm what's that? Well, except sinning. But that's a that's against his nature. That's it's like saying, Daniel, I think you should fly. Well, we're not going to wax all philosophical on that because the Lord could make Daniel fly if he wanted to. But the yes, Lord's but- not going to go against his character. But we're not going to go down that route. What I want to <laughs> point out here is that is anything too hard for the Lord to do? Mm-mm. If the Lord makes a promise. Is there something that's going to be stronger than him to stop it? Nope. Even somebody's geriatric old age? Nope. No. Right. So if he makes promises, we can hang our hat there. Right. We can go, okay, I trust it. I trust it. And notice, Sarah laughs, and does God say, ah, she laughed, she doesn't, you know, forget it. I'm taking the promise away. Sometimes is it hard for people to believe God's promises? Yep. Does God renege on them? Nope. You got a whole bunch of yeps and no's today, don't you? Yep. Nope. <laughs> well, what do you what do you think? What would you underline in your Bible here as the best verse that summarizes this? Thirteen and fourteen. Thirteen and fourteen. Yeah, I have fourteen. I have. 13, the word Lord, double underlined, and I have verse 14, the first part, double underlined. What would you underline in your Bible? What would you think is the best verse to summarize this? Well, let's talk about calling, right? Where do we see Christ, and how are we called to respond to this? I think we're called to um, have reverence for God. Have reverence for God instead of laughing at his promises? Well, no, 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 no. Oh, when Abraham comes and he says like he he takes care of him and he feeds him and he okay so so that shows some reverence that abraham had i hadn't thought about that uh i how does this point us to jesus that god can do anything okay god can do anything well let's think about it in genesis chapter 3 verse 15 the beginning of the covenant of grace god says i will uh Right, a seed would come from the woman and she would crush the head of the serpent and he would bruise his heel. And we've been waiting the whole time for this promised seed. What family would Jesus eventually come from? Abraham. Abraham's family. Right, he would come from the line that would be born now in Isaac. Right, now Ishmael, Isaac. And so... I think this is pointing us to Jesus, that God has remembered his covenant of grace. God had remembered his promise. He was going to bring about his promises. And could anything stop God from the promise? Nope. No. Have you ever wondered why the book of Matthew starts with a genealogy? Because it's showing. Well, if you don't want to say this is right, then I can prove you wrong because I know all the names. Well, I think it's tying him to David and to Abraham. Right, that's why Luke has to take him all the way back as well. Right, Jesus is that promised seed. So let's talk about uh, seed calling. I'm also going to say uh, believing that God has 
fulfilled his promises and will fulfill more promises yet to come. Right, one of my, you want to know one of my favorite promises? Maybe two of my promises. One is, uh, and he will complete the, or, and he will uh, complete the good work that was begun in you unto the day of perfection. Right, that's a, a promise I long for. Uh, the other one is Jesus saying that he was going to prepare a place in his father's house. For in his father's house there are many rooms. If it were not so, I would tell you. Right, those are two things that make me like okay, <laughs> all right. And then he's and then his promise of the Holy Spirit, right? Um, so uh, I think we can trust in his promises. Because is there anything too strong for the Lord? Nope. Nope. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna pray. Lord, we thank you so much for this day. Thank you for your omniscience and omnipotence. Thank you that you know all things and you can do all things. And in that is your wisdom and your love and your grace. Lord, we thank you that we can have reverence for you and we can have trust in you. Please, Lord, let us trust you more and more. In Jesus' name, amen. May the Lord bless you. May you walk in the joy and peace of Jesus Christ. And we'll catch you next time. You want to say bye? Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's message from God's Word for You, a ministry of Sharon R.P. Church in rural southeast Iowa. We pray that the message would be used by God to transform your faith in your life this week. If you'd like to get more information about us, feel free to go to the website, SharonRPC.org. We'd love to invite you to worship with us. Our worship time is 10 a.m. every Sunday at 25204 160th Avenue, Morning Sun, Iowa, 52640. May God richly bless you this week.